Evening everyone, uh, Celtic FC Appreciation, our weekly show is back um, Sunday night, we, we were going to go live last Sunday, um, but it, it couldn't happen, we couldn't get the guests on, so um, we're, we're going live tonight, um, Stephen, Murphy, uh, Stephen Murray, sorry, who was meant to be joining us, um, can't make it, hopefully we'll get him on another time, but joining us um, live is John Tierney, who's been on before, on the show before, um, John, welcome back, mate. How you doing, mate? All right? Yeah, not bad, as I say. Um, I should just point out that um, my voice is just starting to come back. I was a bit um, on it last night, let's just say, so um, starting to get my voice back. Um, we're available to download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you download your podcast, just search Celtic FC Appreciation. Um, 6070s is our sponsor, just check them out on Instagram as well, and also our YouTube channel if you can subscribe to that. Um, if you want any questions or comments, put to me or John, um, we'll, we'll definitely get through them regarding the, the wins against Aberdeen, Mullerwell, Rafe Rovers. Um, we're going to talk about the Chris Boyd situation. We'll talk Scottish Cup, who we're going to get in the next round, and uh, obviously talk about the profits that was that was posted by Celtic. Um, more of us touching the Rangers game because we've not spoke about that yet as well. We'll touch on that later on. Um, but So we'll just start. John on a uh, no cup nightmare. Rafe Rovers, second time we've played them this season at Celtic Park. Uh, it was a, eventually it was another comfortable victory, but much like the the League Cup win back in September, um, the fans were kind of edgy a wee bit today. I I felt I felt as though it was um, it, it started off you know pretty slow. Um, I think I think we got a bit of a surprise with the kind of starting lineup. Uh, we've seen that. You know, um, players returning. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, a variety of players that you know would be what would be considered second string coming back. Uh, seeing, you know, Liam Scales, uh, Welsh back in the team. Uh, it was good, good to see those two. Um, it was a game that, to kind of summarise it, the first seventy minutes was a little bit passive, um, and then the last twenty minutes were <laughs> the way we've been playing all season um and exciting football which is which could have been two or three goals at the end. Um you know it was it was a kinda it was it was a tough game but you know obviously you know got the job done and it was it was good to good to get that done, you know, get through the next round in the cup. Yeah, as as I say, I mean we looked at the team lineup and it was pretty strong going. I know and just no one to take any any chances with this competition? Obviously, we're getting into the business end of the competition. You know, we're now into the quarterfinals. Um, but Mikey Johnson obviously started. I know he went off injured. Um, in terms of his performance, then, I, I mean, I, I was watching the game thinking, better one trick pony. I think he's he's he's, he's too predictable. Mm. Um, I, I mean, do you see him having a, a future at Celtic after after today? It depends, you know. That this is this is the thing where um, Mikey Johnson has has played in the team, and you look at you look at Jota and the impact he has, and the impact Abada has, and then you compare it to um, you know Mikey Johnson. Uh, it's, it's difficult to tell, to be honest. You know, it's just whether or not Ange would be you know considering is he fit enough? You know, is he a player that is going to keep up to the the pace of the game? Um, you know the, the trouble is, is that when I started the second string team, um, it just in general, I felt as though that 
you know, a lot of players maybe never got up to the standard which Ange would probably expect and the tempo yeah. which Ange would expect. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, guys. Aye, as I say, um, I know, I mean, Michael Purvis, um, welcome to the page, he, he says yet to read why Big Ange was unhappy, didn't get to see the game, were we not as clinical? I think we were more clinical in the second half when Jota came on, and Jota obviously changed the game, and we'll touch on that later, but for me, um, I just, much like the um, much like the last round, um, you know, when we beat Alloa, I, I just felt like it was a horrible game, it was one of the kind of games where you just want to get the win and get out of there. And I know we were at home today, but I mean, as, as everybody attests to it, it was, a, it was a, a decent crowd considering the, the weather today. It was horrendous all day, it still is raining. Um, so obviously, it, it was one of the games, I just think, you know, get get the win and, and mm -hmm. let's get out of there and get through to the quarterfinals because obviously now, apart from Peterhead, who played Dundee tomorrow, there's, there's no... There's no easy games left, you know. So, um, but for me, I mean, I just think I know Ange was touching on the interview after. He says he doesn't want to see that first half performance. That you know the because we scored the goal, as you know, and we we just sat off. We just we almost we did we expected the second goal just to just to come as as easy it was. We took a foot off the gas and nearly got punished on a couple of occasions. That's exactly it. You know, it's the, the tempo of the game has to be has to be. Electric, you know, yeah. Just when, when we're on, when we're on the the front foot, uh, you know, the passes, the passes, good, and you know, it was great to see, um, you know, Scales coming up with a goal today, mate, and it was, um, you know, it was good in that regard. But after that, as you said, it was just a case of, you know, Celtic, well, Celtic were obviously expecting this goal, but we didn't work for it. Um, <clears throat> I thought Forrest um, didn't have the impact which. I would expect. Um, I felt he was a little bit in the slow side, you know, a little bit not as sharp. Um, <clears throat> and Wraith Rovers, they were, um, you know, they, they were trying to pass the ball about, but, you know, they, they were making a lot of mistakes. And you just felt as though Celtic should capitalise here and get two or three goals in the first half. But maybe that's us just getting a little bit more greedy or maybe used to the, the way we're playing and um, maybe we're getting a bit um, too big for our boots, you know, uh, expecting yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah, well, I, th I think um, in terms of like, I know we were, we were talking during the week after the Aberdeen game that, you know, the the second half performance has been bugging a lot of Celtic fans. Um, and I think, you know, first half we've, we've been blowing teams away, like Rangers and mm. Motherwell and Aberdeen and things. Mm. That second half we just seem to sit off. Um, well, we nearly got punished, obviously, during the week against Aberdeen, but thankfully we got away with it. Um, but in terms of just like, I, th I think just the, just the whole high intensity, as it, it is a wee bit spoiled. I mean, at one mm. point, I kind of took my eye off the game and I seen Joe Hart at the corner flag and he flicks mm. it over his defender, who then flicks it back to him and puts it in. I'm like, what is happening? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like <coughs> you have a kick about with your mates um, down the mm. park and and you know, it's just any keeper goes in. I mean, that's what Aye. it felt like. Aye. It, it was it was one of the kind of games where, yeah, it felt like a game of five a size with your pals, and you know, a few people have not turned up, or you know, a few people Aye. are just trying to do worldies and stuff like that. Um, I it was, it was a little bit wild uh, times. Even even when we took the penalty, um, Speedon that scored that penalty, and obviously he scored, he missed the penalty, but he got the rebound. Um, I seen, I was, I actually took a video of. A, a photograph of Joe Hart and he was sitting crouching beside his goalpost just sitting leaning on his goalpost and I thought that's the kind of game it is just 
Aye. You know, Rafe Rovers obviously offered nothing, kind of nothing too much going forward. So um, I think Celtic just took our foot off the gas just for the entire game. You know, obviously until the what I would regard as the starting 11 come on, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's when it kind of intensified a little bit. And uh, obviously we get the two extra goals, which um, always, always helps, um, you know, a game like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of the ones you get through and uh, we just look forward to the, to the next round. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we, we talk about the goal, the opening goal, Liam Scales. Uh, I'm a big Liam Scales fan. Um, you know, took it with aplomb. You know, you'll probably not see a better goal all weekend in the Scottish Cup. Um, you know, for your left back to be hitting efforts like that from 20 yards out, you know, it shows it shows the intensity of the team mm-hmm. when, when you've got... Ralston's obviously chipped in with a few goals as well this season, so is Juranovic. So the fact that your wing-backs are coming up with goals, um, that's that's massive in a push for the title. Uh, it certainly is. It's, it's, it's one of the ones where Ange is expecting his full-backs to chip in as much as possible, whether it be a goal or whether... You know they get up and just help with the passing just up near the eighteen yard box. It's just it's a sort of expectation when um, you know teams sit in because you know we we need to overload. Um, it's just the the way it is if teams are just fundamentally sitting in for the the entire game. Uh, so um, no, it's good to see good to see skills get a goal. Um, and you know they just it's it's good that we're getting you know goals like that uh, from distance as well. You know goals from distance that was. Um, one of the things that was missing last year was, um, you know, shooting from distance. And I always felt as though, you know, it kind of went astray. But, you know, there's players like Hatati scoring from distance, uh, Scales scoring from distance, um, not afraid to take a shot. Um, Rogic, again, scoring from a little bit of distance as well. So yeah. you can see that more often than a game now. Uh, and, you know, it's just a regular occurrence for Celtic to get goals from any means. Um, there was a bit, of, obviously, a, a, a bit of kind of heart and mouth moment when, when Carter Vickers... Um, you know, possible penalty. Do you, do you think that was a? Do you think we got away with one there? <laughs> possibly, possibly. But you know, I, I, again, it's 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 up to you know the referees to decide. Um, mm-hmm. I, again, there's been plenty of criticism regarding referees and uh, in recent times, especially. Um, it, we could have got away with one, but to be honest, I felt as though even if they did get a penalty and they did score, Celtic would have enough just to, you know, win three or four one. Uh it was just actually, you know, I actually like the fact that Celtic in that game had the possibility of bringing on Callum McGregor. And the yeah. game just would have intensified. But obviously when we got the second goal, Callum McGregor took a seat. Um but it's just good having that option because McGregor, I don't know about you guys, but how good is he at getting the tempo up? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, he's he's he has definitely, he's, he's, without doubt, he's one of the best midfielders in Scottish football. And mm-hmm. and the fact that he's he's playing, you know, with a fractured cheekbone. And listen, I, I think he, you probably seen a wry smile on his face when the the second goal went in, and he thought I might not need to come on here, jetting like <laughs> to get his mask wet. But um, no, I think I think I totally agree. I, I think he is. <clears throat> you know the, the the way he dictates the play kind of thing. He just mm-hmm. oh, he needs to be stand in the middle of the park, and he just you know sprays balls. And you see him setting up the uh-huh. second goal, um, at Pitodri obviously during the week. Um, uh-huh. but I, I think I think obviously I don't know if Ange would have wanted to have, to have put all his first team players on near then. Maybe maybe it was a plan. Maybe it was always a plan because we've got Bodo Glimpton and Thursday mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but for me, I, I just I just think he would have rather. The team done the business in the first half, and then he could have obviously made the, 
whatever changes he wanted. But um, obviously, in the second half, you know, um, the second goal was was a thing of beauty. You know, the the, the ball from Hatati perfectly weighted, Jota right across to Jackie Marcus, and he just opens his foot up and, and yeah. tucks it past Jamie McDonald. I mean, um, that was the difference. I mean, I know, listen, we'll talk about Maida obviously getting the score sheet and beat on. But, I mean, I think, for me, the match winner is Jota because he comes on and the whole game changes. Do you know what I mean? I think when you look at the wings, Forrest um, at one wing, Johnson at the other, you put a bad and Jota on and the whole team changes a step up a level. Mm, aye. I, the work rate of those two, um, Abada and uh, Jota, um, especially Jota, it, it's unbelievable. His pace is is electric. Um, and, you know, I think the, the saga continues whether we'll sign him or not. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, we would, we would just want him to, to sign right away. But um, he's a fantastic player, uh, you know, and he'll, he'll be um, crucial for us this season. He'll be crucial for us for the remainder of the games, definitely. Yeah, and obviously just, um, you know, Beaton obviously tucks the, the penalty away for, to make it four. There was a bit of confusion, I think, with the, I think the, it was at Mackey actually being sent off potentially. Mm-hmm. It was, it was on a booking already. Um, Steve McLean didn't know that. He, he thought it was somebody else. And the fact that nobody seemed to be caring, it was 3 0. Um, it was just like, whatever, <coughs> Disney Martyrs, you're not going to get a point sent off um, when you've already won the game. But obviously, we're through at the quarterfinals. Um, who, would you, who would you like to take when you look at the teams you know, that's left? Um, mm. You know, are all Premier League teams apart from obviously Peter Heads. Um, who who would you who would you like to get tomorrow in the draw? I I think I'd like to get you know a St Mirren. I think the the reason I'd like a St Mirren uh, would be just because of that no no game. I felt the no no game back in December. I felt that was just um, it was one which we should have won, and uh, we didn't have enough squad depth. So I'd just like to see Celtic play them and just obviously you know win that game comfortably against them, or you know try and. Um, you know, just just win it with obviously Jota and Abada and stuff like that. Uh, because obviously when we were at uh, St Mirren Park that that night, um, yeah. I was there and it was it wasn't a nice watch at all to be honest. Um, you know, just the, the way we couldn't beat players and couldn't take players on and yeah, um, the intensity and stuff like that. So I would like St Mirren, uh, you know, but we could equally end up with you know all the other all the other guys that are through Motherwell and. Um, you know, even Rangers themselves. Uh, so, uh, who would you like to see, guys? Do you know what? I would actually, I wouldn't mind an away day. Um, right. Purely because I think, there's, I don't mean there's less pressure on us. I just think we seem to thrive more when we're playing away from home. Mm. That kind of, you seen the, I don't mean the pressure today, but the fans were kind of getting a bit etchy today. Mm. And I think if mm. we'd been playing maybe a Hearts or the Hibs at Celtic Park even. I think, mm. obviously, the intensity would have been a lot higher. The players would have been on it a lot more. Stronger right. lineup, etc. Mm. But I just think when you're playing teams like Alloa and Wraith <coughs> Rovers, we all due respect, the, the intensity isn't there. The, the, the no. kind of will to go out and finish the game as soon as possible isn't there because yeah. they just the, the, the players obviously must think, Fuck, the, the goals will come, we'll get the win, it'll be fine. No. Um, but we've, we've been in enough Scottish Cup ties where mm. that doesn't happen and you're struggling mm. and obviously as you say St Mirren um, December mm. there riddled with Covid um, looked like an easy three points it didn't happen um, I think that was the last time we dropped points so um, you know Aye. when you look at it I, I, would, I wouldn't mind a tasty wee a tasty wee trip to Tynecastle 
I'll be mm. honest. I think Hearts are playing well, but I think that would mm. be a real statement of intent. I think if we went to Tyne Castle and able to beat them to get into the semi-finals yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get, getting to getting to Hamden is is the main thing. Getting to the yeah. semi-finals. But, um, you know, I, I think regardless of whoever we get, you know, I think Celtic will have enough in the squad to to get past whoever. Yeah, and as I say, like, um, hopefully that 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 draw obviously is tomorrow after the Dundee. Peter Head game, it's live in BBC Scotland. Then um, we're going to do a live tomorrow. Hopefully, when the cup draw comes on, um, and we'll see who we get. Um, so Mullerwell, obviously, we'll go back to um, last Sunday. Seems like an eternity ago. Um, obviously, you know, four 0 win. The return of Rogic, the wizard of Oz, um, absolutely two two great goals. Abada was sensational. Hatati was great. Um, who who kind of stood out for you apart from the the main kind of guys? O'Reilly, Matt O'Reilly was Aye. brilliant. I thought he he was excellent. Um, his touches, his movement, his passing, his his work off the ball, his work off the ball was terrific. Um, you know, he's just a proper um, midfielder with a fantastic work rate. Um, and that's been the kind of story of <laughs> the story story of the season, story of the, the signings that have come in this season. Um, you know, the work rate is is just wonderful uh, and. The, the obviously the ability to take shots sometimes we can be a bit, little bit naive to take shots or maybe we find midfielders that are a little bit you know take a shot but it kind of goes over the bar but these are real good powerful shots they're on target may take a deflection Matt O'Reilly obviously his goal was was took a deflection but again yeah. it's got power on it that you know that that chance might happen it will just go in uh, so I thought Matt was was really good uh, and you know. Obviously, we, we can touch on the Wizard of Oz. He was he was magic. Um, you know, he's, he's just he's just such a top top player. Um, and he, he finds it, with with Tom Rogge, he finds that you know when he gets the ball and it just it lifts his head a little bit. You know, when he's taking a little bit of touch, there's there's a chance it's going to go in. You know, there's a shot. Uh, and I love the fact that he just he, he's became a completely different player under Ange. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his, his intensity is increased, his work rate's increased, and you could argue that. Tom Rogic is is a better player. Well, here, I'll ask you the question: Is Tom Rogic a better player now than he was under Brendan Rodgers? Oh, 100 percent. I think I think Angie's is whether it's whether it's the Australian connection. I'm not too sure, but mm-hmm. obviously, I think he's just got that extra wee level out of him. He's mm-hmm. he's got that wee bit more out of him that probably Celtic fans didn't know he had. I mean, mm-hmm. we we've always said for for years that you you can't get more than sixty minutes out of Tom Rogic. And all of a sudden he's coasting games, and you know, and he just looked like he was really, really enjoying his football last week. Being back mm. playing for Celtic, and obviously had a success, um, successful mm. time away with Australia, kind of thing. I know he, he scored, I think he scored twice, and maybe an assist. Um, but I think when you look at it, and first goal's sublime. The first mm. goal is absolutely sublime. It's like, um, it's one of the ones you just stand up and applaud. But I mean, Liam Kelly, much like Alan McGregor. Had it not been for Kelly, you know, it could have been seven or eight quite easily during the, the shots he saved. Mm, aye, and even uh, you know, it was. I think in even the first half, you know, we just we just we, we stuck the pressure on, uh, and it was just a case of you know getting the, the early goals, uh, getting the intensity right up, and then second half, kind of similar picture. Um, but obviously, you know, towards the end, Maeda scores a goal, which I think it was like. 
must have been the biggest chip in the world. I don't know what, what kind of goal that was, but it kind of took it, went into orbit, it came back down, went in. It was um, it was a wild goal, but it was, you know, really nice to see you kind of. Um, I love kind of goals like that, just kind of bizarre looking goals that just go right up in the air. It was, and, it was, one, it was one of them because, um, you know, when, when he went through, uh, what I noticed was obviously the way the pass was perfect, but his power and his pace just to hold off the defender. Um, I think it was Mugabe um, that he, they held off, and obviously it is a, that is a pure fluke, and it's Aye. one of them, but you, you still cheer it as much as, as, much as the, the top bins for, for like Sir Tom Rogic. Um, in terms of Yakimakis, then obviously, um, you know, it was it was more a kind of more of a threat in terms of bullying bullying other players, and he was getting into a bit of a, a bit of a heated battle with with Mugabe, as I say, before he mm. before he went off. Um, do do you like that side of his game? Do you think there's does that's that's a good side to his game that obviously you know you need to control yourself because mm. obviously you're going to pick up a lot more bookings. If you're getting involved with players, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of obviously going to the score sheet today, which was good, mm-hmm. um, do you think it, it, it needs to kind of keep keep him in the team and keep going with Jackie Marcus as the number one while Kyogo is injured? I, th- I think you do. I think you do. I think it's at the moment it's a toss up between Jackie Marcus and Maeda, but yeah. with Jackie Marcus, I think you get something, I think you get you know a little bit more hold up play, um, and I was I was talking to um, you know my cousin. I was just explaining, you know, last or the, the season he scored. There was the top goal goal scorer in Eredivisie, and you know, I think there was a progression of him that he was he was originally a centre half, and then they moved him to be a striker, and then obviously he was the, the top goal scorer. But he must be yeah. the only person that scored the goals, and then obviously. I think obviously Ajax were wanting him, and obviously we got him. But um, you know, I think it, it was it's just you know. With that record, you feel as though he's going to contribute more goals. Uh, but yeah, the kind of style he is, he's, he's obviously a big, strong guy. So um, his hold up play is, is good. Uh, and, you know, I, I like the fact they scored today, but, um, you know, it gets into spaces that are, uh, you know, quite, quite confined, quite tight, uh, and he can just get a turn. So he'll obviously, you know, if the ball comes in, I think Andrew's just hoping for a quick, you know, touch and finish, even, not even just a one touch finish all the time. Um, you know, depending on how how he does it, but yeah, he's, he's a strong character, uh, and I think I think you've got to stick with him for the meantime because I think that you know with the, the run of games coming up, um, you know European games and stuff like that uh, against Bodo twice, uh, you know his presence and him getting a couple of goals in in those games would would boost his confidence, um, and then you'll just see him you know rat creeping up the goals and you know, you'll get a return that you know we, we'd hope to expect from a from a striker from a top striker. Well, that's the thing, obviously, because um, in terms of I actually meant to say about the, the in terms of the Rafe Rovers game today, mm-hmm. um, the biggest cheer obviously came when when the return of Christopher Julian uh, came on the park and although he didn't have a, a great deal to do, it was great to see him back on the park. Um, would you be all for kind of replacing him with uh, either obviously Starfield or, or Carter Vickers, or do you think it'll it'll kind of just be on the periphery, just just Hanging around to to come off the bench. He's he was one of our expensive signings. Um, uh, you know, one of our more yeah, uh, he was one of our more expensive signings. So you'd hope to get um, you'd hope to get his you know his value. Uh, you'd hope to get the um, the max the max of what you could get out of him now that he's you know fit again. 
Um, but I think for the meantime, I think it will be, you know, po- possibly a balance between, you know, taking off Starfield and putting in Yuli in there. Um, yeah. I think it'll be a 50-50 run to the end of the season. Um, and then Welsh, obviously, I think Welsh will play a big part, especially in the European games, because I think Celtic mm-hmm. will have to, um, you know, I think we'll get past Bodo Glimp. Um, you know, and then we've got, you know, the, the round of 16, then we start going on and start looking for our flights to Tirianas eventually. But, <laughs> you know, again, Ange, when he was talking in his interview, was talking about, you know, we're still in three competitions. You know, he wants progression in all three of them. So um, the rotation of the centre-backs is going to be crucial. What do you think, guys? I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think if it was a Europa League, I'd, I wouldn't be... Um, I'd be more kind of hopeful that, that we could go far in it because obviously mm. it's the second it's the second tournament to the Champions mm. League. Um, the Conference League, I know it's kind of getting bashed about, so I'm kind mm. of on the fence. But I'm more on the fence. I'm not on the fence of um, oh, it's the third tournament. It's a bit of a diddy cup mm. and things like that. We don't really want to be involved in it um, too much. Mm. It for me, it's it's more. I don't want to see us picking up unnecessary injuries. I want us to see us. Mm. I want to see us. Obviously, winning this league first and foremost, mm-hmm. um, because it is your bread and butter. Champions League automatic qualification that mm-hmm. comes with a thirty, forty million pound bounty, mm-hmm. and obviously, if you win the the Conference League, I think you get automatic entry into the the Europa League. Um, mm-hmm. Which the the only the only the only thing I'm thinking is um, it might be fate because obviously uh, earlier Meta, the Albanian president, is obviously a massive Celtic fan. And always tweets and and make, uh, makes Facebooks about Celtic. So I, I can imagine him letting us have the run of the country if we get to the final. Um, I think that would be an incredible sight to behold. It'd be a state visit for all Celtic fans. I think it'd be like Aye. you know it'd be the, the most welcome we'll ever feel anywhere. Aye, uh, it would be. Aye, exactly. Um, you know, it'd be. I think we would go over on our masses to to that game. Uh, you know, if we were to get there, but. Um, yeah, you're you're right in what you're saying. You know, the league is the bread and butter. Um, Ange knows that, but uh, you know, I, I think there's a, there's an element where Ange wants to prove himself in in the European stage. You know, the mm-hmm. this is the first time. Is it the second time? Is this the first year of the Conference League? So first year, I, I, first year. So you know, if, if Celtic were to to make a bit of distance in it, um, you know, it, it looks good. You know, if Celtic were the first team to win this conference league, you know, it's just a, a good Aye. thing to to history. But I think we're, we're dreaming ahead a little bit. But the bread and butter is to get into the Champions League. Uh, winning the league would be, um, you know, the 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 most important thing, certainly. Yeah, as I say, like winning winning breeds confidence. That's the thing I'm thinking. So I'm mm. thinking it's always be obviously good if you were winning on the Thursday and then going mm. to play on the Sunday and winning there. But then I'm mm. thinking. You know, if Rangers did get knocked out with Borussia Dortmund in the mm-hmm. Europa League, um, then they would right. potentially be playing on the Saturday. They get to go top of the league. You know, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a chance of them putting the pressure back on us. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm kind of in between. I, I wouldn't be disappointed mm-hmm. if we lost the Bodo Glimt. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I'd love to go through and end up playing a Roma um, mm-hmm. in the quarters of the semis or something. So, I think that would be an amazing achievement mm-hmm. and obviously as you say the first team ever to win the, the tournament um, mm-hmm. it, would, it would go down in history so um, move on to the Aberdeen game mm-hmm. um, another brilliant first half performance should have been further ahead um, obviously had the linesman not incorrectly ruled out Jota's goal um, for I think the linesman gave it for offside and the referee gave it for handball 
neither were correct. Um, and obviously, you were just like, that's who you're up against. Um, but obviously, you know, I've, I've, I've been a big fan of Lewis Ferguson for, for a long time and said that, that we should be signing them, we should be looking at him. Um, for like domestic campaign, I think mm. he could fit into your team absolutely perfect alongside mm. Calmac. Um, I, I really want to just sign him now so he stops scoring against us seven goals against us, you know. And um, I mean, what, what did you think of the game? Uh, the, the game, the, I think it was a game of two halves, but um, you know, the first half Celtic were in cruise control, but cruise control as in you know, the tempo was right up the 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 goals the um, you know the ball went to Jota at the back post nice finish and uh, you know for a celebration takes a golf shot to Joe Hart fantastic ah, yeah, I thought that was class <laughs> <laughs> um, you know and, and then obviously we we went on from there um, and and you know we go two 0 up uh, and then uh, you know you're thinking as you said for the third goal or I suppose the third goal um, you know, it, it, it was perfectly legitimate, but you know, we should have been three or four nil up. Uh, but the second half, what happened was Aberdeen pressed with two two strikers, so they, they just pressed further up the park. But Celtic were struggling a little bit. I felt Starfield was kind of going, Oh, I'm getting the ball here, but I'm getting pressed quite heavily, so we're yeah. under a bit of pressure. Um, and Aberdeen got a little bit of luck uh, in certain areas, uh, and I think as well, you know. Giving away the giving away the free kicks, uh, you know, it's tricky. I mean, I think I think was it Hugh Evans a while ago said, you know, Celtic are uh, terrible at conceding from you know set pieces and uh, whatnot, you know, free kicks etc. Um, I, I didn't see it, you know, so much happening in, in recently, but then when I seen those two free kicks, I thought we are a bit susceptible. And yeah. um, the second goal for Aberdeen the equaliser, um, you know, I, I'm just wondering if there was a foul there. Uh, I don't know if there was, you know, Bates was blocking uh, whoever was meant to go out and press. I don't know if it was meant to be a badder, but a was attempting to go and there was clear obstruction to, to yeah. press that ball. Because I, I don't know what you thought about the second goal, guys, but uh, you thought, uh, do you not think it was a little bit of slow motion? Or oh, the first I goal, mean, actually? Sorry, so the first goal. Aye, the, aye, the, fir the first goal for the first goal, is, um, I thought, first and foremost, I, I'm not too sure about the free kick award in terms of. I don't know if it's more hurt his shoulder or his arm. It was obviously mm -hmm. didn't get replay, but um, I think in terms of how we set up, we obviously set up quite deep in the box in the six yard box, and then obviously there's nobody coming out to Mark Ramirez, and it's just an easy finish for him. It's mm -hmm. a striker's finish. You'll, you'll put that away all day, and it was mm -hmm. a bit slow motion. But then you're thinking, right? Don't do what we done last year, and because what we were doing last year was we were conceding goals, and then the whole team was just the whole shape. And the team was just gone defunct and nobody knew what they were doing and were chasing shadows. And I felt like we were going back to that that stage mm. um, during the week, especially when Lewis Ferguson gets a header in against, I think it's he out jumps Taylor um, mm. in the end. And and I just think, again, set pieces, as I say, you need to, you just need to get bigger players, I think, in the near post. Mm. Um, aye. Aye. As I said, I didn't notice the, the, the possible uh, obstruction for, for Bates on a bad but in terms mm. of I just think, like, you know, when when you look at it, we, we just need to be better at defending, and obviously right. it helps with Carter Vickers and Starfield. Starfield, right. I'm no, I I was on Go Radio during the week talking to the guys, and I was saying to them about Starfield, and they were saying, would you put Christopher Julian? And I says, no, really, because if it's no broke, don't fix it. You know, we're we're doing quite well. I think we've only conceded two goals in the last five games, um, you know, so I think. We're doing well. Starfield just needs a wee bit of confidence in himself. Because mm -hmm. as you say, 
um, under severe pressure at Aberdeen, mm. kind of started to panic a wee bit. You've seen that in his play. Mm. And I just think sometimes you want them just to drive forward like a, a Virgil van Dijk, a Christopher Ayer, a player of that ilk, a Beaton even, mm. when he's in defence. You just want to have the confidence because, mm. let's face it, it's the Scottish League. You know, you're not playing in the best league in the world. So mm. you're not playing against the best players in the world. And there will be times when you can drive the ball forward and mm. well, every time. But at, this, at the same time, he's just sideways stuff out, as I call him. You know, mm. he just passes the ball from side to side and back to Joe Hart. And it's like, you know, it's just like a wee bit of urgency and a wee bit of confidence yeah. in himself. But I think right. that I think that'll come with, with the more games that he plays kind of thing. Aye. The, the other thing I'll say, guys, about that game was that, you know, when we, when you know, that, that sustained pressure from Aberdeen at the start of the second half, Aberdeen were... You know, they just came out of the traps. They, they, they must have decided, oh, we better play football. We should have been two or three, you know, now down. And they just finished the part and they got a little bit of luck. Um, the one thing I will say is that when we are 2-0 up, you know, uh, do we keep going? I think that's obviously Angie's philosophy. We just keep going. We never stop. Yeah. But, you know, when, when, we, when obviously they scored their two and then Jota right away, we, we reacted, you know, so well. As we all, as well, we've always done this um, straight yeah. after... You know, the, the opposition are celebrating an equaliser, and um, that's when they're most susceptible. You know, we've seen it against St. Johnson, um, you know, we've seen it against Hibs, you know, at Hamden as well, the two, two prolific moments, and then we've seen it again against Aberdeen, you know, 60 seconds later, straight in. Uh, it was that's just it. fantastic. And what a finish by Jota for that third goal. Aye, I mean, he's he's been a phenomenal talent for Celtic this season, and as you say, he changed the game today. Obviously, we were, we, we were winning today, but it obviously came on and finished the game for this. Um, you know, as I say, he should have had a goal in the first half at Pataudry. He gets his goal. Um, he does really well for his, his first goal, actually, I think, because he just gets in between the goalkeeper and defender. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure at first, when the ball came in for O'Reilly, I wasn't sure at first if the ball just kind of hits off him. But when you mm-hmm. see it again, you know, he just gets in, takes it really well, right Makes in the bottom it. corner. He really, you know, he's, you can tell in his celebration, he loves being here. And they obviously love scoring against Aberdeen because he obviously scored the winner at Petodre last time, kind of thing. Um, but in terms, of, I mean, you know, I, I just think that's a wake-up call for us on Wednesday, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, as I say, we, we were 3-0 up against Rangers, mm-hmm. we were 3-0 up against Motherwell, and we took the foot off the gas in both, both of those games. So I think... We've been turning up at Petaudry and thinking game's done, and the players have probably took the foot off the gas. But I think Ange, especially with how angry he was at today's first half performance, I think he must have let them know how he felt and mm. made made it clear that it's not acceptable, Jane. That he doesn't want mm. him because we all we all know the the the, the famous clip now that for the start of the season when he first took training and he said, like, you know, yeah. we don't stop, we stop at half time, we stop at full time, and we're celebrating, yeah. and everybody kind of took to it right away. But now when you look back on it and you go, you watch how the team plays, it is that they yeah. just keep going. Um, mm. But we need to we need to reignite that wee spark in the, in the second mm. half of games for me. Um, obviously, we've got Bodo Glimpse on Thursday, um, mm. but I think it's, we're at home to Dundee um, at the weekend as well. So, you know, I think a big win is in order um, mm. for, for, for that game kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think. I think the the thing with Ange is Ange is obviously wanting this intensity, um, and he'll change it. He's not scared to change it quickly if if, yeah. if required. If he doesn't get that intensity, um, you know, and 
uh, you know, even like, you know, today, I think we're too, obviously 2 0 up, but he still makes those changes because he, he knows that the fans have paid money to go see um, to go see Celtic today, you know. And um, when we're paying money, we want the entertainment. And I think Angie's always said that, you know, football, you have to be entertaining. I think there's, you've got an obligation to, to give the fans what they want for their money. Uh, and, you know, plenty of goals, but, you know, a bit of intensity um, to games, you know, and I think. I think we're a bit, we were yawning a little bit today, um, but Andy wasn't scared to change it, and um, you know it, it was good. But um, just, uh, just a final point on the um, the Aberdeen game. Obviously, I know mm-hmm. we've changed a bit, but see that when we put on Jack and Marcus um, and put on Beaton, I felt as though that the game kind of solidified a little bit and made those changes, and we looked a little bit more secure and looked as if we were going to just roll out for the the three two win. Um, and the good thing was as well is that Aberdeen dropped off a little bit when that happened. So yeah. you know, when we held up the ball a little bit more, Aberdeen get no choice but to, you know, come back a little bit and you know try and get involved. But that gave the opportunity for Starfield and Carter Vickers just to hold on to the ball a little bit more and then the clock obviously ran down. So um yeah, Andrew's very shrewd, but he's good at his subs. Um he was disappointed with the goals he lost. But um it's obviously a good advert for uh, Scottish football that you know that the rest of yeah. teams that are um, you know, can compete against Celtic that's for sure that's it and when you look at obviously Aberdeen you know they've sat Stephen Glass obviously today and um, Scott Brown obviously there's talk of him becoming a part of an interim manager and uh, management team um, I mean you know that could be crazy two weeks time go to Ibrox <sighs> Brown in the dugout that could be absolutely <laughs> bonkers I think I don't think he will I think he'll be in yeah. the team because I want I think he won't mm. dictate from obviously from from the middle part, but we we'll see how that one goes. But um, obviously, listen, we're going to this point situation. I know Celtic mm-hmm. said that they're, they're dealing with the matter in hand. Callum McGregor's had his say. Um, for anybody that that's been living under a rock for the last week and a half at Disney, know what Chris Boyd has has been spewing. Um, obviously says it in relation to the Rangers, the win over Rangers. Um, Chris Boyd says in his column on the Sun, the fact. That Callum McGregor managed to get through the 90 minutes without anyone testing out that face mask is another story. Um, some some have taken that to mean I wanted one of the Rangers players to intentionally hurt the midfielder. That is unequivocally not true. Um, it, it just meant that it didn't feel as if the Rangers players got close to him. Um, obviously, Callum's said that, that, that Boyd's reached out to him. Um, they seem to have sorted out their differences. Do you think that's just... Callum growing as a captain and saying, do you know what, it, they can say what they want. You know, I'm just interested in the team. Yeah, it, it's all, it, it, I think, I think Andrew's, and, but Callum McGregor, you know, he, he's, he's, he's been at Celtic for years now, since, you know, mm-hmm. since the academy days and, um, he, he knows how to handle the, the media. He knows how to, you know, just tell them that, you know, Whilst things are out with my control and things are said, you know, if you know, he heard uh, he he heard the apology from uh, Chris Boyd, um, you know, he listened to it and he, he he just wanted to move on. Which, to be honest, you know, why would you spend too much time dwelling on it? To be honest, for it was Callum McGregor's, um, you know, injury, I, I can appreciate why people you know might find it in bad taste. And I, I personally, when I initially heard it, I thought that is quite malicious. Uh, you know, can be perceived yeah. as malicious. Um, you know, to hurt McGregor, but um, what what the pe- whatever your opinion on it is, you know, I think um, Cal McGregor knew that 
you know, whatever, I, I, he couldn't care less. You know, it's not going to be, it's not going to affect his performance. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's made a brilliant recovery, you know, with the face mask and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, albeit, uh, you know, and just probably looking to um, keep him, you know, nice and sheltered till, till Thursday. Um, maybe just put a, put a box around his head just to get that, uh, <laughs> that protection. Yeah, um, definitely. So, um, yeah, yeah I, Cal McGregor, he's, he, it's you know it's duck off a water's back. I don't know what you think, guys. Uh, listen, I I, I met this boy a few times, um, and what you see is what you get. Uh, mm. That's that's what he's like. He's just, mm. you know, you can say, he can call it banter if he wants, but in in my opinion, um, when you're an ex-professional football player and you're writing a column, you, you've got a duty of, um, you need to be careful with what you're putting mm. out there. Now, for me, I mm. thought the editor. Um, should be held up, held accountable as well for putting it out there, um, mm. because you're basically insinuating that you want a professional footballer to get intentionally hurt, and I think that's what he meant. I, th- I genuinely think he wanted one of the Rangers players to go up fifty-fifty with him and leave a mark on him, leave something on him. Um, I think that's what he meant. But in terms of Callum, obviously, isn't he going to lose, lose any sleep over it? If he, if you know, if him and Boyd's obviously had words. And sorted it out, then that's that's good enough for me. Um, whether Celtic want to ban him or not, for me, I, I said before, I said during the Rangers game, my, my old man was saying, Is I would have liked this boy into Celtic Park, I'd, I'd ban him and blah blah. He's not, don't like we're doing that road because when Rangers done it with Sutton and Lennon, it was embarrassing, we oscillated him for it. Um, but the fact that he's now came out with a, a, a statement and a newspaper column stating that he wanted. We didn't, didn't want something to get um, stating that stating it didn't want to get Callum McGregor hurt, but you know, you don't say that, you, you, you word it differently. You know, you, you go, do you know what? Um, I think the Rangers players need to get closer to, I think the Rangers players need to get closer to Callum McGregor, then that's fine. But do you know what? They couldn't get closer to Callum McGregor because he ran the midfield, Barisic was running away from him. You know that's 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 how good a performance he had um, with a fractured cheekbone. Um, but listen, I mean, obviously Celtic fans are they don't like Chris Boyd at the best of times. Um, for me, I, I still don't want to see him at Celtic Park anymore. I think mm. I, I don't mind banter, but I don't believe that's banter. I think they, they they need to they need to. I know Sky had warned them at the weekend about his language, but the way he says things. Um, mm. But I just think he's a crap pundit. I just I, think he's such I, a bad pundit that he's like, yeah. how, why are you on Sky Sports on a Saturday afternoon? Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Aye, I think I think the the aggression comes out in him, um, and it's the aggression's yeah. quite quite you know it's quite obvious to see. Um, you can see a little bit of build up, and I think the difference is that um, you know you look at you know pundits you, you, every day. I mean, human nature is different, but human nature is that. You know, you've got to be, if you're in a position where you are a journalist or you are a reporter, you know, you've got to be in, you know, whilst it's, you're there for entertainment reasons, you've got to have that little bit of neutrality to say, well, you know, it's a game of football, let's, you know, I'm there to talk about that. Um, you know, and, you know, I think I think there's a, there, there, is a, there is a kind of draw to go, oh, I'm going to, you know, give my, my opinion for the viewers that love me, you know, I'm going to give that yeah. opinion, but... Um, yeah, you've got a duty of care to, to be um, fair and ethical in your reporting. You know, you've got to be, um, 
a little bit, you know, magnanimous and there's certain things, but I always find Chris Boyd likes, he likes to bite and you know, he likes to, you know, react to things when you think, why are you reacting to that? You know, and you think you're a journalist, should you really re- react like that? Um, I mean, that's that's obviously up to, to him, but, um, you know, it's, the comments on McGregor were, um, yeah, they, they, they were, they, they, could, they could be worth a ban, um, but I think Celtic, keep, you know, gave him a, you know, a, a talking to, I think he obviously spoke to McGregor, apologised yeah. and, uh, you know, obviously got to a resolution, but, you know, I think from now on he'll be closely monitored uh, in terms of yeah. his, um, you know, in terms of his comments that, you know, could be perceived as a little bit, um, uh, you know, hurtful or, you know, any detriment to any players at all, uh, you know, any, anything in that regard is, could be frowned upon, as a possibility. I, I, would, but I would just, I would, I would just love to see Chris Sutton sign up for Sky um, next season. I just think that could be fireworks. That could be absolutely rollercoaster TV. I mean, that would, that would be sensational, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Chris Sutton's a great pundit. I, I just love the fact that he's... Um, he uh, it, it does, he speaks his mind, but the, the thing with Chris Sutton is that um, you know, he'll he, he, he will wind up, but he'll be fair in terms of how... Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, these are all footballers. They're all fallible. Um, he's not going to let any, um, you know, any of his prejudgments come into play. Or you know, it's it'll be, it'll be a case of you know him having a laugh and stuff like that. Uh, so, um, and obviously doing doing his bit for uh, punditry. So, but it could be something for the future. I, th- I think I think um, in terms of Sutton, I think he's probably the Celtic version of Chris Boyd. Only I do think that, that Sutton gives a wee bit more intelligence in terms of his punditry. Um, I just think in terms of Chris Boyd, just raises his voice every every so often and and thinks that's that's him being a good pundit. But listen, we'll move on. Um, Celtic obviously posted a uh, massive profits midweek or six month uh, financial results. Um, twenty seven point six million pound pre tax profit. Um, for the six months ending December, um, you know, in terms of, I think it rose, it rose from just one million, um, in the same period in twenty twenty, uh, you know, profit is is up. The loss from five point nine, um, same period last year. Listen, I'm not a financial guru. I, I don't know the wealth of Wall Street here, but um, in terms of like the stats are there. Do you think, um, in terms of that, means that that's good news for Ange in terms of he can get back properly in the summer? I, I think it's been a very economic, uh, you know, season, but it's been a very effective season. Um, yeah. Celtic have made the most of, um, you know, the finances that they've had, uh, and the transfer business has been terrific. I think, you know, even if we were to spend a little bit more, even if we were in a little bit of loss, I think we would be happy. You know, we'd be happy just because of how the teams perform and how we're going about our business in general. Um but it's just, you know, it's a it's a bonus to know that we've we've done that, but we've also maximised um, you know, what Ange knows and Ange is aware of the finances of the club. So um, you know, it's quite a it's quite an attribute that he's um, you know, managed to get all the players that he's brought in uh, for for a certain budget, um, and the profits obviously returned since the, uh, the fans have been allowed back, um, and you know that that's been a that's been a big thing for Celtic, um, getting the fans to the door, getting the income, the revenue up for the club. Um, you know that that's been very very important, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how, you know, towards the end of the season. Um, how our numbers, you know, are we going to have full houses all the time? I think we will. You know, yeah. going towards the end of the season, I don't know what you think, guys. 
I think um, when you look back in the, the kind of Ronnie Dyla days and things like that, and I mean, I was at European Nights when it was Europa League and it was just horrible because there was maybe 25,000, 30,000 at the games and it was just, it felt horrible, it felt a pre-season friendly. Um, mm-hmm. So there was never any atmosphere. I do think we'll, much like the Brendan Rodgers era that we'll, we'll mm-hmm. continue to have um, full, full crowds. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I would like to see Celtic maximise that outside space that they've got in terms of, I was, I've been down at uh, Etihad a few times and, mm-hmm. you know, they've got a fan zone, they've got the stage with singers mm-hmm. on and there's, you know, stuff, mm-hmm. kids face painting and things like that. I think Celtic are missing a trick in terms of that. I think they've got the space. I think they could definitely do something um, for Aye. the fans outside on match days before they mm-hmm. go in. Um, you know, I, I think there's so many, so many possibilities that we can make money outside of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I just think that the, the player sales profits, obviously, that, that we've made, um, especially with the sale of Edward, I think that's obviously helped massively. There's talk of Kieran Tierney going to uh, Real Madrid in the summer for fifty million, which is crazy um, to think of. But Celtic are due seven and a half million if he if he goes mm-hmm. for that figure. Um, so I think in terms of as a business the way the club's been run, I think it's we're really really in a great place in terms of mm-hmm. financially. Um, I don't think the squad needs a massive injection of money. I think mm-hmm. the two main players that's going to come in in the summer, hopefully, is Carter Vickers and Jota. And that will be mm-hmm. for roughly twelve million. After that, he might invest in the J League again, or, or go to Australia, whatever kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, no, for me, I don't think there needs to be a massive investment. I think we just need to steady the ship in terms mm-hmm. of the balance the books and and get obviously get any positions filled that that, that needs filled. Obviously, Michael Nicholson's now the the chief mm-hmm. executive took over from from Don McKay, but. Um, I think he's done a great job. I think he deserves massive credit in terms of how he handled um, mm. a kind of tumultuous spell. Mm. It's, it's it's been excellent, uh, guys. It's been it's been really really uh, positive. The fact that we've we've managed to get such a you know in a short short such a short space of time such effective results. And I don't think I think if Celtic fans were you know given this situation at the start of last season, would have chewed a hand off. And just thought that's a little bit, you know, a little bit. Uh, maybe we're asking a little bit too much of Ange, but you know, he's got us to that point where we're clearly in a title race, um, and we are competing. Uh, but not only that, we're playing exceptionally good football mm-hmm. with the players we've got, and it's looking good for the future. Um, in terms of the, you know, the, the if we can get the signings of Jota and Carter Vickers, you know, across the across the the line, it'd be amazing. I think what Ange will do though is, you know. If, if obviously I presume that we'll you know we'll sign Ange just at the end of you know this this summer, yeah. And I think there will be investment in the development teams. I think Ange will have a say in that. Um, players that are coming through. Um, I know he wants to go to the Korean league. He wants to go to, um, you know, certain markets that you know are a little bit untouched or a little bit uncharted. He wants to bring players over. So you know it'd be good to to get players in like that. But um, yeah, you know. I think Celtic have went about their business this year, even with the exports, you know, as you said, like the Christie's that have left and Edwards, etc. It's been it's been really, really positive and um yeah, it's 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 good. Um I just what what I hope for is that, you know, if if, if we do win this chat this league, you know, the Champions League money, you know, what effect would that have for Celtic, you know, how massive would that be? Um what 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 impact do you think it would have? 
I, I think I think in terms of I, I would like to see part of the money going into the squad. Obviously with with the inclusion of Carter Vickers and the Jota deals, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'd like to see us buy another couple of quality players because what I'd be really excited to see is our squad in the Champions League next season. Obviously mm-hmm. when we've been in the Champions League before, we're just happy to be there for six games. Mm-hmm. You get three decent away days um, and you're just happy. And if you get through, you get through and that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I really want to see us kick on and try and reach the knockout stages again in the Champions League. I don't think it's been done mm-hmm. since Neil Lennon against Juventus, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think in terms of, I'd love to see players like Kyogo, Abada, Jota, um, Joe Hart even, um, players mm-hmm. of that ilk in the Champions League again. And I want yeah. to see how, how they'd handle the, the, the pressure and the situation if they play yeah. top teams like Real Madrid and uh, Bayern Munich and things like that. It, it, would, it would be see if we could get in the Champions League and come up against these teams. It would just be, it'd be amazing. Um, Bayern Munich, you know, getting them on stage and getting them to Celtic Park again, or getting like a Man City to Celtic Park again. You yeah. know, we've, we've had it before and it's been wonderful. Like you know, it's been a fantastic night and really, really good for the club. And um, you know, I think I, I personally think in the form that Celtic's in just now, if Celtic were to go into the Champions League. You know, next week, strictly speaking, you know, I, I think Celtic would compete. That's you know, yeah. that's the difference. I think we would be, we would be, you know, we would go out the park and we would play good football. So, um, yeah, winning the league is uh, is so so important. Um, you know, and it's certainly not taking our foot off the gas. You know, that's that's the thing today. Just against Ray Throvers, it's uh, foot off the gas for the first 70, 60, 70 minutes, a bit passive, and um, yeah. Ange won't accept that. You know, so Ange might be thinking the summer will do we bring in more players that have got that intensity just have got that drive and we start we start seeing players leaving that that maybe maybe we see as a good player at the moment we see they're a great squad player but i'm just thinking no no we need we need proper hungry you know proactive players do we now do we now start selling players i don't know i think angie's that kind of character that um would take out players that are and we would see as really good you know um and maybe, maybe I see really good. We see them as good, um, and just you know, moving them on a little bit, uh, and you know, bringing in somebody who's going to be hungry. Uh, that's the thing. You've got to have players that fit the system. Um, there's never going to be, you know, a case of Celtic signing like an Aaron Ramsey if it doesn't fit a yeah. system. You know that that doesn't happen. Uh, Angie's looking for players that fit the the intensity levels um, that we want to try and get to. So. Um, it's it's all looking good for Celtic, um, and it is it's it's you know it's been positive all season really. Um, I, don't, I can't really think of the last negative guys. Do you remember the last negative, you know, thing um, for Celtic? To be honest, then, probably I suppose you could probably look at the the first Glasgow derby defeat earlier in the season when I think when we were going in so full of confidence almost we. And obviously it gets it gets it wrong with no playing Kyogo through the middle, but I think we learned learned a lesson from that. And um, that would probably be the last kind of main negative I would say, because as you mm-hmm. say, it's pie in the sky stuff this time last year to be thinking we're gonna have the league cut and bag, we're gonna to be top of the league, still in Europe. You know, the, these things didn't seem possible even at the start of the mm-hmm. season. After a couple of games it didn't seem possible. Um no. but I think I think as I say Angie's going to be here, hopefully Touchwood, for a long, long time. I think I, I predicted during the week that if he's backed properly, that I think he could be here longer than Martin O'Neill. Mm. Um, I think he's, he, he loves the country, he loves 
uh, the football might not like the journalists, um, but who does, you know? Um, aye, aye. But I, I think, to be honest, I think, um, as I say, we've, we've got Bodo Glimpt on Thursday. Um, we'll see how we go on, obviously, two legs, the Norwegian champions. Um, you going to the, the Bodo Glimpt game on Thursday? I'm going to the Bodo Glimp uh, game and I'm going to the Bodo Glimp away game. My mate, oh, I've seen it on the ticket. Aye, but um, I've just I've read the, the temperature. Um, I think it's like minus eight just now and it gets up to highs of minus four. Um, and it snows pretty much every day. So it's, you know, That's it's within it. Aye, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, I get suntan lotion on and, you know, bottles of. <laughs> Bottles of uh, salt or Corona, maybe or something. I don't know, but it's um, I it's gonna be you know it's gonna be cold for the players. It's gonna be a um, you know it's gonna not gonna be the nicest of conditions in, in uh-huh. Norway. Plastic pitch. Uh, so I think Celtic really need to get the job done uh, as soon yes. as possible. Looking forward to that. What do you think? Um, honestly, I think um, as I say, Bodo Glimp impressed early doors against uh, Roma. I think in the Conference mm. League, I think they were unbeaten against Roma. Um, mm-hmm. I think, if I'm right in saying they've beaten 6-1 in the first leg or something, right. then I think right. they drew one each um, with them. Yeah. So, two to each, um, each yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be yeah. a tough opponent, no doubt. Um, I don't think they could see many goals. Um, but whether or not, though, uh, I mean, if they think it's cold in Norway, wait till they come over here on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be, it'll be, as I say, plastic pitch. We're not looking forward to in the return leg. We don't like no. plastic pitches, but... At the end of the day, I think as you, I totally agree with you in terms of let's get the job done on Thursday. Take a two or three nil lead over there mm-hmm. if possible, and and just try and manage the game as best we can over there. Because um, mm-hmm. I I think what well, I've seen of obviously early on with the Europa League games, Real mm-hmm. Betis and Leverkusen and things like that, Ferenc Faros are capable of scoring away from home. It's obviously just Aye. keeping the the trap door shut at the, at the other end kind of thing. Aye. Uh, that's the thing. Ange is, um, you know, again against against good quality opposition. You know they are going to get goals. You know you looked at yeah. Real Betis. We were real unlucky. Real Betis the first game, um, the game against Leverkusen again really unlucky. Uh, we scored for fun. We just couldn't um, we couldn't manage the game out. But I, I think now we're we're at a stage where we have Julian back in the team, um, but I don't. Obviously, I know he can't play in Europe because of the the signing policy. Um, yeah. I think there was only three players we could sign. But you look, you look at how Starfield's developed and Carter Vickers has developed, um, and they'll be quite shrewd about it. And I think, um, guys, tell me who the three players were that you know signed was it signed on for Europe? Was it Maeda, Hattie? Was it I think I think was it was it it, it could have been it might have been Edigucci but um I can't remember if it was like Juranovic no Juranovic was there sorry I can't remember who was the mm. the last person um but anyway wasn't it wasn't it O'Reilly was it did you mention O'Reilly oh it was O'Reilly it was O'Reilly was it, it was I so I think it was Hatati O'Reilly and Maeda I think the three ones that they could bring into the to the squad um so yeah that they'll be you know. I think that's with the, the players. See, the European players look at the European nights at Celtic Park and, you know, they love the atmosphere under the lights. And I think that's the kind of draw for them. And, you know, they'll be looking to impress in, in Thursday uh, and, you know, progress in Europe. And, um, you know, next round we could be meeting the likes of Leicester. Um, you know, Hopefully, you know, imagine the aye. scenes. Absolute <laughs> scenes. Aye. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, when, when we go, hopefully, fingers crossed, we go through, we'll come back on and talk about, you know, who we might get in the next round. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm looking forward to, you know, another European night uh, and, 
uh, you know, whether or not, you know, the Norwegian um, champions or, you know, they're, they're going to win all sorts of season in Norway. Um, you know, I think Celtic's got enough in the locker to basically um, take out many, many of these teams. Uh, I don't think we have, we'll have any fear anymore. I think we've maybe in the past had a little bit of kind of, I think, I think a little bit of anxiety, you know, whether we could, you know, hold out a result, but we didn't have the players that can, you know, create these results. And yeah. I think it's, it's just nice to see loads of goals in Europe. Um, you know, and that's where going forward, you know, there's going to be no fear. You'll have C. Jota scoring, you'll see Abada scoring, Kyogo, Maeda, Jackie Marcus, if you want. Um, goals yeah. will come from everywhere. As I say, the, the, the fruit few and far between the European nights and it seems so long ago since we had the last one against, uh, I think it was Leverkusen. Um, right. Or Betis, sorry. It would be Betis at Celtic yeah. Park. Um, right. It seems so long ago. So, you know, it's mm. great that they've got that back. And I think it just mm. takes takes the pressure off of being top of the league for a while, you know, because mm-hmm. the first Scottish Cup game, we'll get a European game, then we've got a home game in the league. So hopefully we'll, we'll get back to winning ways um, and we'll keep the winning run going, rather. Mm. Um, but we'll leave it there now, John. Um, but, as I say, thanks for thanks for jumping on, mate. Um, as yeah. I say, you know, um, anytime we're well, you're welcome to come on the page. And pleasure as always, guys. Pleasure as always. I I love talking about Celtic, especially uh, you know these times, and I, even even uh, even in the worst times, I talk about Celtic as well. So um, it's not, not as if we'll, we'll shy away from you know bad results either. So yeah, um, we'll we'll, we'll analyse it and we can see what we can do better. But um, you know, it's 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 a pleasure coming on. Yeah, as I said, definitely get you on in the future, mate. Um, so as I say, guys, uh, we'll be back next week. Um, we'll try and get a, a couple of new guests on again. Um, you can follow us on the socials. We've just hit the 16,000 mark on Facebook. Uh, we're hopefully going to get past the 15,000 uh, likes or follows, I think it was, as, as well. Um, keep you know subscribing to our YouTube channel, our Twitter feed. Um, available to download. I'll get the podcast on after the next 20 minutes, 30 minutes, um, we'll get that on and you can download that and, and listen and leave us a review. Um, and as I say, like we'll be back next weekend. Um, but good luck to Celtic and Thursday, obviously, against Bodo Glimt um, before we play Dundee. And obviously, congratulations to Fran Alonso and the girls today for beating Rangers in the, the Scottish Cup. Um, disappointing result midweek against Glasgow City, but, you know, the, the Cup double dream lives on um, so as I say good luck to them in the next round um, so we'll see you again next uh, Sunday guys hail hail